Welcome back to another episode of the Pivot and Go podcast. Hope your week is going amazing because you're about to step in to the incredibly fun zone. Fun, but with high-level deep thinking. It's not always a combination that you hit, but my guest today hits them both at a very high level, Ryan Buffet. Ryan is the host of I Went Camping With, and this is just such an incredible concept where they're hopping in this RV, they're driving all over the country, and they're having these phenomenal guests on. This thing has grown to massive proportions. So check that out, I Went Camping With, Ryan Bethay, and he's just a, a breath of fresh air on how he was really successful in one field, but made a pivot because his passion was not in marketing and sales. It was in producing. It was in writing. It was in speaking. And that is what he has done. And he shows you step by step of how to not necessarily burn the ships, but hide the ships, be very genuine in it and have fun. Laugh at yourself. Literally, it's okay to be bad at something, laugh at yourself, have fun with life, and enjoy the journey. So everybody buckle up, because here we go. Ryan Buffet, welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast. Coming to us from the same city, Los Angeles, the beautiful West Coast, Best Coast, Thank you for being on this podcast, man. How are you doing on this sun-filled day of every single day, California? Well, Coach, I appreciate you having me. A long-time listener, first-time caller on the program. So just an honor to be here, but I know it pales in comparison to the honor you feel in my being here. Just to preface the audience, you are going to be laughing out loud, honestly, a lot on this. Don't don't say that. Don't that's you know that kills any like that's you just set expectations, which is like my mic drop is just you know what have no expectations, <laughs> and that's even better right there, Ryan. All right, man, let's get into this. So give us the audience something different, something off the beaten path that maybe. Not everybody knows about you. You have this great podcast and YouTube and are this just amazing voice to to leaders, to change, to corporations, and done so much. But something off the beaten path, different. Well, you know, it is 2021. We have to be very, very mindful of what we say and do. Um, so I hesitate to share this, but I, th- I thought I'd start by... You know, I've been processing this a while, but um, I actually find myself a little afraid of uh, revolving doors. Every time I go in one, I think it's going to stop completely and I will be trapped in a revolving door, which, you know, it's pretty spacious if you're going to get stuck. But generally speaking, I walk in and my heart skips a beat. So if you find me uh, hitting the button that opens the side door, don't be alarmed. That's what's going on. Yes, that is very scary. It's a traumatizing experience. And you know what? You also play the trumpet very well. Can you play the trumpet for the audience? I, uh, well, correction. So funny story about this. So I was on a flight to uh, Seoul, Korea. It was a really cool experience. I got to go back to uh, for a celebration and to honor Korean War vets and film a documentary there. Nice. And it's a long flight. Uh, and uh, especially, it's like, I think, 12 hours. And, you know, you run out of uh, Game Boy games for the OG millennials who know what a Game Boy is. You run out of things to do, uh, and I had, you know, solved the Sudokus. I I was pretty much at my wit's end. And my seatmate said, do you know how to do an air trumpet? I said, an air trumpet? You had me at air trumpet, but I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, well, 
you can actually make a somewhat musical noise that now I want to preface too. we had the whole row to ourselves. Uh, so I did not uh, trap people on board a, a steel box in the sky with me doing this, but he opens and he goes, watch this. And he goes, and I went, what enchanting melody is this? So for the next, I'd say, four and a half hours, took a small break for dinner, he taught me to play Amazing Grace, Super Mario Brothers, uh, the Godfather theme, which I'll give you a cue note to them. So it's, uh, it's great. So basically, too, in church, um, you know, I've been praying about how I can participate in the choir and uh, I think this really could be my breakout hit. Now, last point, I did have an actual trumpet player compliment me on this trumpet at one point, but he says, there's one, one thing you lack, very Jesus-like. And I said, tell me, teacher, how do I make this trumpet better? And he said, you actually are playing a trombone, if you listen to it. <laughs> he pulled out a trombone. He goes, so technically you have an air trombone. He's like, and it's fantastic. So I said, so... I'm uh, trademarking, registering it. You can find me at uh, you know, at Air Trombone eventually. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. So Gosh, that's available a- for parties. Hit me up. <laughs> that's an amazing talent, man. I feel like you can just pick up things and do them at a very high level, like you do impersonations. So one of my favorite impersonations that you do is a Trump impersonation, and I think it's spot on. Like I- I'm going to call the people from SNL and tell them Alec Baldwin, be gone. We got Ryan coming into place. <laughs> Give us give us a Trump impersonation. Oh man! All right, can you ask me a question and I'll uh, I'll riff here. Ask okay. ask yeah, him I'll ask a question. You a question. Um, okay, we'll rewind back to when he's president. What um, foreign policies? If we're talking foreign policies here. What country? What is your favorite country to visit, Mister Trump? First off, point number one, David, big fan of your podcast, tremendous podcast. I love pivoting. All right, frankly, I've pivoted a lot more than anybody. Uh, I love going. I go all the places. I go everywhere. I go from one marriage right to another. Okay. And uh, also, you're a shooting coach. I love shooting. All right. Second Amendment, as you as you heard me say, I, of course, could walk down Fifth Avenue and uh, have a gun. No one would say anything. But foreign, I, I love countries, love most of them. I know I called a bunch of countries, you know what. But frankly, uh, I love country music. I love uh, the United States. I love uh Mexico, they're all great places, great food, great tacos, Mexico, great country. So, you know, it's, um, That's spot on, it, it's it'll get you, it'll get you some parties there. I pivoted more than anybody. Oh, no. Okay. All right. All right. So speaking about pivots, and we could go on all day about this is in your impersonations, the different ones that you do, but we bring on people to the Pivot and Go podcast who have gone through a, a time in their life where they felt stuck, where they didn't know exactly what direction they were going. This is everybody at some point in their lives, but they were able to make that pivot and achieve the success, success in your own terms, and on this great trajectory of life that you are. So has there been a time that really stuck out to you where you had to make a pivot and go? It's I, I'm laughing too because my, my old basketball coach uh, was constantly on me about pivoting and I never did. <laughs> so I'm But you sorry, box coach. out. But you box out and you throw elbows. This I know. Uh, yeah, that's true. In fact, you were there. We our fallen mm-hmm. brother actually just got his surgery uh, done. Know. So you know, prop mm-hmm. shout out to our boy Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. get well soon. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, one, I'm, uh, I'm every day I wake up and I go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the right track. Right. I mean, I, I think yeah. the, that's, that's something I think one of the secrets too. you know, you, you know, this cause you get to, you interview all sorts of crazy, cool people and, and then me. Uh, but, uh, I am amazed at the number of people who you think have it all together. And I have heard so many little confessions over an old fashioned going, bro, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, totally. I don't even know how I got here. Uh, and that obviously makes it fun. But I, uh, yeah, my, my big pivot uh, was uh, I've been in startups. I've kind of had three careers. I've done tech startups for years. Um, I did, uh, and like most, like one did great, uh, one did okay, and the others didn't. <laughs> so uh, pretty standard. And then uh, I also uh, worked, I had a little consulting firm, and I enjoy it, and I still do that. Um, I still enjoy working with brands and doing digital marketing. But you know, I was really blessed. I had a friend come alongside me, uh, someone who is an inordinately successful entrepreneur, uh, who is like a second dad, a spiritual father to me. And I'd worked with him for a few years and he just said, Hey, what do you really want to do? And I'm, I'm no complaints here. I'm, I'm not an assault mine. You know, I, uh, I, I'm not, uh, doing backbreaking work every day. I'm really blessed. And uh, I try to remember that when I do get fresh, I do sometimes, realize how first world my, my problems are when I get, when I complain, but he goes, what do you want to do? And I told him, well, I was like, you know, I, I miss, uh, I miss comedy. I miss hosting. I miss, uh, talking for a living. I miss doing what David nurse is doing. Listen to his podcast. And, uh, he goes, well, let's make it happen. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, dude, he's like, you've blessed me a lot. I want to bless you. And I said, I don't know, man. I said, podcasting and stuff that this is not a certain path. And he goes, look, why don't you take some time off? Right, I want to help you out, and let's uh, let's just go for it. And so let's drop a business plan, and let's have fun, and let's go for it. So I can't even take credit for really like my pivot was literally someone called time out and said, "Hey, let me help you out here, go over this." So I got really lucky, and I, uh, you know, it's scary. You're 35, you look around, you go, "Am I making YouTube videos where my friends are running public companies? Is that what's going on?" But uh, at the end of the day, like I wake up, love what I do, excited, get to talk with you in the afternoon, and I'm like, I wouldn't trade that for any salary. You couldn't, you couldn't buy me off of that. So I, uh, yeah, I got really, really blessed there, and it's been fantastic. Man, you did, but you also had to make that decision to step away. And a lot of us, like there'll be opportunities put in front of us, but we'll still be our own defender, our biggest defender, and we won't make that step because it's a very daunting to take that first step. And that comes down to the the balance, the difference of what people call burning the ships where you just go all in and you're from one thing to the next thing or do you hide the ships where you're slowly like maybe you keep a little consulting going while you're building this up how did you go about it and how did you find it to be effective because you have you have one of the top youtube podcasts, top podcasts. i went camping which is just dude the guests you have on there if you talk about me having cool guests on everybody go check this out right now his guests are unbelievable well, when you had me on your show, that obviously showed me the quality of guests that you were screening for. <laughs> uh, if I somehow snuck on your podcast. Um, but uh, no, well, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, the pivoting, I think, well, who's defending me? It's a lot easier to pivot <laughs> depending on who's covering me. But no, I, so it's funny you mentioned that. That is actually, and I, I think burn the bridges is something that I had a couple clients early on that were big proponents of that. And that can definitely get results. Uh, but for me, uh, I actually, you know, I found that when you are sort of crossing the chasm, as they call it, in entrepreneurship and trying to, like, there was a there was a little dry spell there for us. And it was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, 
the bank account's supposed to go up every year, like, oh, a new venture, like, um, and you really are, you're risking a lot. Yeah. But you know what? You just do whatever you got to do to get yeah. it going. And so yeah. I did. I definitely, like, I kept some consulting going. And what I would appreciate is once you made the decision and once I did say I'm all in on this, it's funny how many other opportunities came up and came out of nowhere. And I saw things where I previously hadn't seen opportunities before. So, you know, and again, that would be something where I feel like God really provided and was just gave me some awesome opportunities there. So I'd say I kind of hid the ships. I mean, you definitely have to make a decision and say, I'm not doing this. And even more challenging is when someone comes along with something that's really tempting and really good. And you're going, man, that sounds really nice right now. But you know what? That is not where I'm supposed to go. And I got to stick to my guns uh, and I'm not going down that path. And those things will come too. I think, I don't know. It's just one of those laws of the universe. When you yeah. finally set about going out to do what you're called to do, it's amazing the, uh, the good enemy of great opportunities that kind of come out of nowhere and you got to be ready and say no. And that sucks. So it, it does. It does. And, and especially us, like we want to do everything. We want to be everywhere and involved in everything. And that good enemy is a real thing. So you really have to know what your mission is, what your lane is, what your grade is, what your passion is, and not let anything come in between that. So let's stay on the proverbial ship that we are either burning or hiding. And what I've found in you and getting to know you over the past month, it's been a month, month, month and a half. It seems like I've known you. We're going to do one of those things, Ryan. We're like, dude, I see, it seems like I've known you forever, but it's only been a month. Anyways, I digress. Is It does feel like an eternity, obviously. <laughs> which could be a good or bad thing for you. Uh, is you find a lot of joy in the journey. And you just went on a journey. You continued to pivot on this journey, but you do it with such joy. Every time I talk to you, like I just have a lot of fun. It's just fun. It's not necessarily saying like, hey, you're not you're putting on a face or you're putting on like you have to be on for everybody. It's just who you are. You're genuinely a joyful person and you're so so basically what I'm saying is how do you find joy, you find joy in the journey when you don't necessarily know where the journey's going? Oh man. Great question, um, and I like I like that you stress joy versus happy because I am not Difference. happy every no, every day. Totally, uh, I try to be joyful. Um, on one hand, I, I'd be disingenuous if I didn't say I just, I've been really blessed. I'm yeah. um, by every objective measure. I, one thing that really actually helps me is I, as part of my like morning mantra, prayer, whatever you want to call it, meditation on the truths of the of the universe. It's that like I tell myself, hey, I'm you will die one day. Right. It sounds morbid, but it actually like really helps because it really puts things in perspective. And any problem that you have when you think, you know, one day like I just won't be around, um, it really minimizes it and it makes you okay. Uh, and then it re- reminds you of what is actually important in this life. And then by, you know, the average American has one, maybe two friends that they call true friends, uh, according to a lot of polling. And I am blessed that I'd have a tough time picking which guys would stand next to me um, if I got married tomorrow. Uh, no, that's not a single plug, but it's just the truth. Um, and I'm like, you know, by every objective standard, um, I have lived, a, I've been very blessed. I've traveled. We live in such an amazing time right now. We can get on a, a plane. I mean, obviously COVID puts a little uh, hamper on this, but uh, you're able to travel to places. I mean, I think I've been to 45 countries. I'm 35. I mean, there are, I think for almost every other generation prior to me, the one before it's like, if you left like your state, that was a big deal. <laughs> and I'm so thankful. I just, I've really list off everything there is to be thankful for. I mean, there is an app. 
that can bring me any food from any culture, like any restaurant, anything I want, like to my doorstep for like six bucks. And I'm going, this is amazing. So I'm just so thankful. And that really keeps me, puts things in perspective. Cause I realize when I get bummed about stuff, it's usually cause I'm comparing myself to other people who are in a whole nother stratosphere. And I, then the last point is I always remember that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe that there is a individual, a unique path. We are all wonderfully, fearfully made for a unique purpose. And therefore I don't have to worry about David's path. I just there to support David, bless David and do what he does. Um, I'm on a different journey and it's not apples to apples. And everyone is born with different advantages and disadvantages. And if you do believe that there is a big man upstairs who is guiding your steps, then you don't need to stress about it. And just think through most of history where to live, I mean, gosh, this is probably the age when a lot of people died, you know, years ago. So it's, yeah. you know, we are living on such a, a blessed, unique sliver of history. And that just keeps me in awe every day of like, I mean, I'm talking to you, like, you don't even, you're not even in the same room with me or on a video <laughs> conference recording. Like, this is amazing. I don't even know how this is happening. Like, this is just basic sorcery. Go back 500 years. This is magic. You know? <laughs> I love it, man. In awe. And that sums it up beautifully. I love how you live your faith on your sleeve. And it's who you are. Genuinely you. Same with me. Like Jesus is the North Star. That's everything. And that the greatest control we can have is understanding that we don't have any control. And that frees you up for so much, man. And what you are doing is consistent gratitude. People talk about gratitude, spend your gratitude time. And, and, and when you do, you thank yourself, oh, I thank for the sunshine. I thank for this. I think like you feel good, but then people don't do it on a consistent basis. So consistent gratitude, what you're doing, thanking for just being able to be on this or have an app on your phone. Nobody does that, but it's powerful. And yes, you are the most eligible bachelor in Los Angeles, <laughs> ladies, just so we know that. Okay, I want to go into a point that I think is very important for everyone and you do a great job of it at it is being able to laugh at yourself being able to be suck being able to suck at something and laugh at yourself like you have amazing conversations and i'm going to ask you who your favorite interview is pretty pretty soon coming up so be prepared but you have amazing conversations with people but you also have fun with it and you're able to laugh at yourself most people like majority of people can't do that but everybody wants to do it how do you do it, Ryan? Give us a secret sauce. I think there's a lot to make fun of about me, and you can either fight that or get on board with it. And so I quickly got on board with it. Props to my mom, though. My mom is a very successful radio host and a bigger personality than me, uh, if you can fathom that. And she warned me long ago, and she said, look, you need to be thick-skinned. She actually, when I was young, she's like, you have a very big head, son. And I was like, you mean like, personality it's like no you have a very large head you're in the 99 percentile like you now i didn't tell you as a kid because i don't want you to feel bad but you have an enormous head this was later substantiated when they had to get a special helmet for me in football um so i uh i learned okay you gotta like laugh at that right also laughing just makes life uh so much more fun it's just it is actually my favorite thing in the world to make someone laugh if i can it is so so fun and it can make the most mundane, boring, inconsequential day of your life yeah. just that much better. And I think it's good for you too. So I also, I just love pointing out my uh, eccentricities. I just, I, I think we're all, I don't know, maybe it's like rationalizing our brokenness because we're all like, you know, as, as Christians, you live in this weird middle ground where man is like, uh, or mankind is, is fundamentally depraved, broken, and cursed. 
but also this like redeemed, awesome, glorious creation. And so laughing at that, I think probably is my, my guess. This is my, my, my psychological quarterbacking is that laughing is a way to reconcile those two and be like, yes, I am. Oh, I am a child of God. I am awesome. The Holy spirit is in me. I have authority. This is awesome. But yeah, I, uh, literally, uh, you know, I was, <laughs> I was hiking in the Tetons last, uh, last week and I saw a moose and, uh, it was really cool, but I was like, you're supposed to like be careful. Paused, backed away. My friend was like watching point for us and I yelled to him and then I had the thought, oh, maybe if I talk in, I almost started talking in Spanish cause I had the thought, oh, the moose won't understand Spanish. And then I thought that is, do you really just think that? And I was like, I'm Wow. That is the dumbest thing I've ever... I, I literally thought the moose... <laughs> and I thought, wow, so much for this glorious, wonderful creation. I was like, that is one of the dumbest things uh, ever. Uh, and uh, it was just funny. And I go, so you have to be able to look at you and go, man, humor just keeps you humble. Mm. And it's so fun. And it's honestly, I'd rather live freeing myself of all the expectations and laugh. Laughing at myself reminds me of how... like you know, normal I am. And that way when good things happen, I'm like surprised and not, um, not expectant. Oh, uh, so it keeps me grounded. Humor keeps you humble. I love that. And I set the expectations high when I said this was going to be a very funny conversation because you're very, very good at the humor, which I would encourage you your next pivot. And I've told you this is to be stand up, do stand up comedy. <laughs> I think you could be, you know what the hardest thing to do is, Obviously, it's stand-up comedy, but it's clean stand-up comedy. If you could be clean stand-up comedy, that is an incredible talent. There's places in L.A. you can go do five minutes on stage, anyone. So I'm taking you there. I'm seriously taking you there. Can I just be a stand-up guy? I've been told that. Um, (laughs) You can be both. Do I need to be a stand-up comedian? Yeah, you can be a stand-up guy. You don't even have to say comedian. Just get up there and say you're a stand-up guy. You might even start off with a few laughs right there. I know. I'll just joke about politics, religion, and vaccines, right? <laughs> yeah, because exactly. People do not get that'll, offended. That'll win them down, People right? do not get offended by those three things. We could no, go. I know. Yeah, that's another rabbit hole we could go down. We should probably not go down, but maybe sometime we will go down. Anyways, anyways, I digress. Ryan, what's, what's next for you? What juices you up in the morning when you wake up and the sun's shining, you're brewing this great cup of coffee, what juices you up to get out of bed and do what you do, the mission that you're on? Well, since they're a sponsor, I'll plug Laird Hamilton Superfood Extra Functional Coffee featuring adaptogenic mer- herbs like Lion's Mane. Check it out. Available in fine retailers. Awesome. That's how Ryan Bethay starts his day. So they are an actual sponsor. <laughs> and Go check good. out Laird uh, Superfoods. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. They're really good. They are. So, yeah. Um, so that is how I definitely juice up. I love my coffee in the morning. Amen. It's like the best time. Another reason to be grateful. Yeah. Good coffee in the morning. Totally. Oh, like with a good book, oh. you know, like pivot and go. That's what I, yeah. I, great, um, plug, great plug. But uh, yeah, so honestly, I'm fired up right now about a couple of things. Uh, I'm excited about our podcast. I'm excited that we are taking a shot. It is exciting and fun. We're interviewing, I mean, some of the guests we have coming up, I am just blown away i'm super excited and you know you don't know like it's so rare to be able to make a living doing these sort of things and i've gotten to a place where i'm like i'm so thankful for the people we've met the the, i mean it's all like if tomorrow it wrapped up and we had to like shut down everything i'd be like man what a journey i mean because every time i sit in that it's like i'm paying for an mba it's like i'm sitting in that bus and i am 
interviewing these amazing people and learning life lessons, similar to what you're doing. So you're doing it smarter because it doesn't, you don't have to get in a bus and drive 2000 miles. So we are getting ready to head out on the road. So we are in this completely mobile studio um, that I wish I could say I had the brilliant idea, but it was actually my producer. Um, shout out to Mark Reinega. And we basically bought an old airport shuttle bus, tore out the inside, built a campfire studio mm-hmm. in the back. Why? It was the best idea we had at the time. We, I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, if you know the uh, uh, the Blue Bayou restaurant, I love like nighttime scenes that are inside where you like feel like you're outside, but you're inside. And yeah. we put this in the studio, and we said, we're just going to build a drive to any guest. And it was actually originated when you think of a lot of these celebs live in L.A., traffic's a big deal. It's all pre-COVID. So we thought, well, we'll just, we're going to take away every excuse. David, there is no excuse for you not to be on the show. There will be a bus outside your residence. At 12 p.m. And you're going to get in the bus and you're going to go camping. No bugs. It's awesome. And it's been great. So I am super stoked about that. I am excited for where we are going. Um, and I'm some of the guests I'm just I'm super pumped about. So that'll be a lot of fun. And we're heading out on the road uh, in a couple weeks. And uh, we'll be more on that. So, yeah. And I'm just excited to take a bat um, and see what happens with it. So we'll, we'll know. And then uh, I have another podcast um, called Kind of Christian, which uh, I'm really uh, I really enjoy, I've always enjoyed asking deep questions of faith with like, I was a, the most annoying person ever to a pastor because I'd say, well, it says this, but why does it, what about this verse? What about this? Right. And they're like, just go home kid. Right. And I was like, oh, and the Bible says so was never enough for me. So I decided to say, I'm going to go interview these folks. And so it's been amazing. And so I think I, I love the idea of normalizing doubt. I love the idea of saying, Hey, if you have questions about the universe and everything, no one has this all figured out. So let's go interview really smart people and just wrestle with those deep questions. And uh, again, I walk away in awe. Um, there's just there's so much that we don't know, and I've been so grateful for that experience too. So basically, we'll see. We'll see if I can continue to make a living talking. Oh, you will, man. That's life will tell. Time uh, will tell. Trust me, you will. I'll pay you good money just to talk to me daily. No, but that's where your genius comes in, Ryan. Like I just having the first conversation with you sitting at a picnic bench in somewhere in San Diego-ish area. Like Ramona, California. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Thank you. So you have a better memory than me, too. It, outside, of ba- outside of magical land with basketball courts, volleyball, the cool. Oaks, baby. You got to plug the Oaks. Bob Goff, plug. There it is. But your genius comes from being curious. Most people will not ask the questions that you ask. And being curious in, in Christianity and different things, like... I think the theme of this, all of this, and maybe a book that you write sometime is, I don't have it all together. Deal with it. Like, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's just so freeing to be around someone like you as it's infectious. So, anyways, that's just something that came to my mind I had to share. Uh, Let's get you on the rapid fire hot seat. All right? Quick answers. Whatever comes to your mind as we wind down here, you spit them out. This there's 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 a couple that'll be really fun here. All right, do you have a favorite mindset quote or a favorite quote that you have on your fridge, your bathroom mirror, tattooed under your eyebrows that you really really love? I have two. Nice. Even better. You have not because you ask not, and what good does it do a man if he gains the world mm. but in doing so forfeits his soul? Um those are my two big ones. Love it. I think so many things if you just uh, you just ask. You, yep. So many things are just could happen if you just ask. Yeah. And you got to do it the right way, though. Um, and there's no price. If you forfeit your soul and your integrity, nothing's worth it. 
So keep Man. hold fast to those two. Great point. Both of those great points. But even on asking, people are afraid to ask. Ask in the correct way, in a genuine way. Don't be an ask hole. Man, you like there we go. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was Anyways, that's it's it. yeah, that's something. Um, next one we have for you is what does me- leaving a legacy mean to Ryan? Uh, I used to want to have it to be uh, just well known. Wanted to have a building named after me or something like that. If I'm being honest, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to be remembered. But honestly, as I've grown and ostensibly become more mature, jury's out on that one. Um, I I care more about at the end, like Paul said, um, that I ran the race, that I stayed true, I fought the good fight. So a legacy for me is I did all that I could and should do as it pertains to my walk with God, and I stepped foot into as many of the purposes that he planned ahead for me. Um, and the outcome is irrelevant. It's the obedience that is matters the most to me. So I want to be able to say when I put my head down on my pillow for that, well, actually, I'm going to go out like guns. Bl- It'll be something cool, like definitely like, you know, fighting aliens off or something. But in that final moment, I'll go, well done. I did I ran the race. I kept the faith. Beautiful. And that to me is the greatest gratitude that we can give to God, our creator, is pouring into the passions, the gifts that he has given us. And you hit the nail on the head right there. Like I, like God's given us all a gift. We all have a gift, but we do it a disservice and we're not doing him any gratitude if we don't pursue it. Like he's given it to us for a reason. I mean, if our parents give us this great grand piano, we love the piano. They give it to us for Christmas and we don't play it at all. Like there's no gratitude shown there. So for you to say, hey, legacy is about me diving into as many passions, as many gifts as I have. It, that is the awe of it. That is that is giving gratitude to your creator. I love that. Okay, this one's going to be a fun one. This could get kind of wild. Three people that you would invite to a dinner party, dead or alive. And what are you eating slash cooking slash putting up DoorDash app and ordering? Well, I would be cooking for them. I would not DoorDash, given the stature of some of these guests attending. I have to say that you're supposed to say Jesus uh, when you're a Christian, and I actually would not have him invited to the party for several reasons. Um, One, dietarily, I feel like we'd have to probably be restrictive on the menu. Um, You might have some competition from other folks. Secondly, uh, he is... uh, you know, I love him, but he actually is pretty divisive as a dinner guest. Um, when you're trying to keep peace in the house, um, you know, he stayed. His stated mission was to divide mother against father, brother against sister. Yeah. And I feel like things could get real weird because you know you might sip something and he'll just say he's like, "Oh, what are you drinking?" You know, truly, you have drunk the cup of sin. And the person would be like, "What now?" What? And I just don't want to have you know. Again, I don't want to have that. So <laughs> love Jesus, but he's more of a one-on-one coffee. I'd love to have, um, obviously, but. I would love to have at my dinner party, if it's three people, I would say um, anyone from Monty Python. So I would love John um, Cleese, perhaps. I think he would be hilarious. I love British humor. Um, I would love uh, Ronald Reagan. Um, He oversaw some really interesting history. Also, great storyteller. Um, And I worked on a movie about him, and I learned all his little quips. I just absolutely loved, and uh, I thought that would be so much fun. And then, you know, uh, the third slot's kind of opener. I mean, maybe if, you know, if I get Reagan and Monty Python together for dinner, I'd probably call you and say, hey, dude, come on over. Uh, so you could, you could attend. 
Um, I would have probably Vince Lombardi nice. Uh, join. Nice. Um, just to just to balance it out, you know. Let's just say I've never had that guest uh, on at the table, and I've never had Jesus taken to the table and thrown out of the meat out of the dinner party. But that makes a ton of sense. I like that answer. But what are you cooking? He wasn't thrown out. I just wasn't he's invited. Right. He's more one on one. Like he understands. Yeah, yeah. Right. I get it. I get it. Okay. What are you cooking? Well, I'm a. Qual- I feel like Jesus is a quality time person. Mm-hmm. Uh, although acts of service is probably pretty big. For him. <laughs> He might be a hundred on all the love languages. I don't know. What do you think Jesus's Enneagram was? Oh gosh, that's a great question. He was probably, was he an eight with a little? As an eight, I think. A, he- a healthy, a healthy eight. He was a leader. A leader is an eight. Uh, a three, pretty, eh, maybe not. I don't know. Or is he a seven? Well, he was three and one, right? So was he a three and one, you know, like father, son. And is God the eight? Jesus is like the nine, you know, Holy Spirit's, I don't know. That'd be, <laughs> that's another podcast. Dude, that is a, we'll have to go on. Ask my friend Ian Morgan Cron. He will, he probably has the answer to that one. He's a typology okay. guy. Anyways, what are you cooking? You forgot to get to the, the meal we're eating. Oh, yeah. So my favorite meal, hands down of all time, um, is I love uh, handmade pasta, bolognese, and uh, fresh garlic bread, and great wow. wine, and, wow. uh, and, lo- and a little fungi, a little mushroom as well. So, But, dude, pasta and meat sauce, oh, if it's done well with some fresh parm, basil, and I love uh, oregano and red pe- crushed red pepper on mine. And, uh, you know, and no spaghetti squash because I'm tired of that. I'm trying to cut carbs. And let's be honest, spaghetti squash sucks. I'm sorry to the spaghetti squash lobby. <laughs> Give me the real thing. That's why you love pasta. Wovo so, so uh, much. Yeah, we'd have a dinner, but, but I'd have worked out earlier. Yeah, I'd work out earlier in the day, though, to create a glycogen deficit. So, you know, coach would put me on the right plan. So it'd be refueling. That's basically that what we do. Yeah, that's your, uh, yeah, your, um, what do they call it? The... Not the cheap, not the cheap. Yeah, the refeed. Yeah, that's it. There it is. That's your refeed at Wovo. That's why you like Wovo so much. I got two entrees there last time I went oh, there. Okay, we'll go there. It's literally right here in the marina. So here's the plan: bring your bus. I'm hopping on the bus. We'll do the we'll do the podcast, and we'll go to Wovo afterwards. See, so you, you like how I that was that was my way of genuinely asking. Hey, man, I want on. I want on. Invite me. Invite. Oh, me. you're going to be on the podcast. Yes. Parking is an issue in a 45 foot uh, bus yeah, uh, in Marina del Rey. So we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, how can we all support you? Follow you? Basically, stalk everything that you do. Is this where I put up my routing number, and you yeah, just send um, exactly <laughs> it. Um, no, uh, honestly, so. Uh, I love, yeah, I, I actually, so one thing, I actually read a lot of the feed. We get so much awesome feedback and I love that. So um, I really enjoy hearing from from fans of our show and I want to know what guests they want to have on. But uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Went Camping and then go to YouTube and check out I Went Camping With and uh, check it out and subscribe. We love, we love subscribers. It's the requisite thing you're supposed to say. Yeah. Um, let's be honest, it helps. And, uh, and send me your suggestions. I mean, we have got... Some pre. Oh, I wish I could say who they are. Come out, I'm like I'm like dying to say them and be like an exclusive on the Pivot and Go podcast. Ryan, but they reveals epic interview. But um, yeah, so but honestly, we listen to people when they send us suggestions. Like someone the other day wrote me and said, um, "You should have Hanson on." And I said, "I should have Hanson on." What's Hanson been up to? I haven't heard Mbop in forever. So guess who reached out to Hanson? Yes. They haven't gotten back to me yet, but. Oh, hey, we'll they're going to come on. I love how you'll just reach out and you'll like, I think you were telling me the story about Jif. Like you just wanted Jif peanut butter and you reached out to them to try to make them a sponsor. Like that's so cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, we haven't got, we, like, we haven't, uh, we're not working with them yet, but it was just, it was cool to get like feedback. I mean, truly, I tell everyone, like, go on LinkedIn. People are responsive. Yeah. And if you're nice, if you're short, succinct, and genuine, if, as long as you make it clear, I don't know you, I've never met yeah. you, I'm not trying to game you. I, I have find, I'd say 80% of people get back to me. And uh, I mean, some of the biggest guests we have coming up solely came because I went on IMDb Pro, found their publicist, and shot them a nice short email, was very honest about um, how I thought it could provide value for them. And you know, worst case, they don't respond. But man, I've been amazed at some people. And yeah, sometimes you get shot down royally, but other times, I mean, you're in no worse position than when you started. Mm -hmm. And I'm amazed at some, in fact, one of the single biggest deals I ever closed in sales came from a LinkedIn in-mail um, and it was awesome. And just literally random note, kind of off this, uh, it's Friday afternoon, whatever. And I look back and I'm like, man, if I had not hit send. So hit send. Yes. Well, depending on what it is, <laughs> ask yourself, should I send this? Yes, yes. And that's what I want to drop the mic on for this podcast right there. I was going to ask you a piece of advice, drop the mic, but that's so good. That's so good. And another piece of advice for you all listeners out here, Instagram DMs, everybody checks their Instagram at some point. It's the easiest way to get in touch with anybody that you want to get in touch with. Now you have to make, you have to do it the correct way. Like if someone says, hey, can I pick your brain? No, I don't have the time for somebody that I don't know. I'm not going to answer you. But if you go about it in the right, genuine way, people will respond. You take that chance. You hit send. The worst that can happen, exactly like you said, you're in the same spot you are now. Nothing to lose. Love it, man. Ryan Bethay. Thank you so much for giving us your time. That was a ton of fun. I hyped it up a lot and was gonna and was telling you this is gonna be so much fun having you on, and it outlived expectations. Like every time I'm I'm just every time that I'm either with you in person, which hasn't been a whole lot yet, yet, or we're just voice memoing, texting. Like you bring a smile to my face, man. You bring a smile, and there's. No bigger infectious thing that you can do for somebody than to make them smile. So, Ryan, thank you for making me smile. You're welcome. Checks in the mail, hype man. <laughs> I will be your agent and publicist. Appreciate you, man. Boom. Pivot and go. Pivot and go.